This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take your red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Hello, motherfuckers. Welcome. This is the Swerve Podcast. Welcome to the Swerve. Welcome back to another week of uh <laughs> great information of uh misinformation thrills. too much swearing um i don't More know profanities yeah yeah um so for those of you who don't know what the hell this podcast is you're wondering what is the swerve podcast don't be alarmed because we don't really know what it is either so <laughs> <laughs> well dragon doesn't know what it is but I'm still figuring it out. He's, he's still figuring it out. <laughs> um, we're three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So every week, we pick a topic that we really don't know anything about. It's kind of off the beaten path, hence the swerve. Uh, we research it, we try to figure it out, and then on the podcast, we discuss it and try better understand it on the fly. So. Mm-hmm. We do have a secondary component to the podcast. Yeah, so we, we normally like to dabble in the sauce. And uh, <laughs> what, when you guys start donating to us, maybe we'll dabble into the ganja, apparently. Um, <laughs> but um, we're not we're uh, via Zoom, so we're not doing anything crazy. I think we're all just drinking Coronas. Yeah, today's just Coronas. We don't Corona have... Today we are uh, fighting the coronavirus Anything by crazy. slugging back a few coronas, and uh, yeah. So typically we like to try and do you know craft beer, a cocktail of some sort. Cocktails, cocktails. What <laughs> up? Hey boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we like to uh, dive into the sauce and uh, get a little loose while we listen to Magnum. Loosey goosey. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. So this week's topic is a really interesting one to me. Um, it's it called really cool, yeah. Milgram Experiments. So this is, I'm going to hop right into it. Let's just get through the basics because there's a lot kind of here to discuss on this experiment and why it's important and why it's kind of crazy. So basically like Milgram's experiments, this is one of the most significant social psychology studies of all time. Like literally of all time, like there's, there's a few, like you've probably heard of Stanford prison experiments. Um, there's a couple others that are like popularized. This is, this is one of them. And the reason it's so crazy is that it kind of uncovered, I would say, the dark nature inside the vast majority of human beings that you wouldn't have expected. Um, I mean, if you're into Carl Jung or Jungian psychology, like the shadow side, things like this, this is, this is 
almost pointing at that shadow side and inherent traits that humans have um, to obey authority and do heinous things. And this study elegantly uncovers this unexpectedly. So it's like that episode of Family Guy. What would you do for a Klondike bar? I don't. I remember that, but I don't remember what he did. What did he, he kills do? a guy? <laughs> First, like, be like, would you like jump on one foot? He's like, yeah. He's like, would you punch that guy in the face? He's like, yeah. He's like, would you kill a guy? He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, death. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> um, so still in the basics here, basically. The experiment was designed to measure the willingness individuals had to obey certain commands from an authority figure. And we'll get into the experiment and how it was designed and the procedure, but I'm just going to give the gist while we're here in the basics. So the commands, they, they were designed to conflict with the conscience of the, pa- uh, of the participants in the experiment. So participants came in. They were told they were assisting an unrelated experiment. They were told they were going to be involved in a memory experiment and that they had to administer electroshocks to another individual in a separate room. But the thing was the level of shocks that they were to give the other participant gradually increased and they were eventually told to deliver what they perceived was a fatal dose. Mm -hmm. And the number of people that went to the fatal dose is shocking uh, yeah. and unexpected. And that's kind of why this experiment is so popular. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, just, just to, why it disseminated everywhere because it's, just, it's a shocking result. Just to quickly throw in there, the experiments in question were done like Yale University by right. the scientist, or the, a psychologist by the name of Stanley Milgram. Right. Thus the Milgram experiments. Yeah, I think, so these are, this is an old experiment. So this was, they conducted these in July 1961. And it was actually in the basement of Lindsley Chitin Dan Hall. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's kind of creepy. It's like in a basement. And you're doing the, uh, the experiment was initially done to kind of uh, fight the idea that the Nazis were just following orders to carry out the heinous crimes they did against Jewish people. So this experiment was done to either support that or kind of deny it It was kind of like the, the de facto experiment. Yeah. I I think so. The hypothesis was like Stanley Milgram himself. I think he thought um, like he just wanted to better understand obedience. And he thought that if he did the test, he designed the experiment and he's like, okay, if I do this using Americans, I'm certain Americans will stop. Like they won't go all the way to the fatal dose or like yeah. when things start getting sketchy, they'll stop. Um, <laughs> I guess we should say, so no one actually dies from this. Like yeah. the person getting shocked isn't actually getting shocked, but we'll get to that when we get into the procedure. So, but I guess we never said that. So we should make that clear. Like <laughs> there's a fatal dose. When you get to the fatal dose, no one actually dies, but the person pressing the button thinks, still thinks that it's like a high dose. Yeah. Um, but it's so actually not. The initial not. Uh, experiment was supposed to first be conducted on Americans, U.S. citizens, and right. then later it was supposed to be conducted on Germans, and it was to prove that Germans are more heinous and that they would yeah. carry out more than that was the Americans hypothesis. Would. That yeah. was the hypo- he that was he was like, yeah, I'll do an American cohort, and we'll see. No one will do it, and then we'll do a German cohort, and we'll see that though most of them will do it. And then hey, we've solved. It's inherent in Germans; they're so more just, they're just obedient. all terrible people. 
but that was kind of so more obedient. Yeah. Okay, that's basically the word. results stopped the second part. So the results that he received, he he was not able to go through with the second part because of the results of the first part of the experiment. Yeah, because he because he we'll realized, get into that. Like, we'll get like, into oh, that. Fuck. Yeah. I guess humans are just all shit. Like he's like, I guess the majority of humans would just do crazy shit if there's authority figures. Um, but I mean, it comes. <laughs> okay, well, you guys keep going, I guess. Yeah. So I just wanna, I just wanna give a couple more uh, facts and shit while we're in the basics. So, on what you were saying, Envy. So the experiments they actually began three months after this German uh, Nazi war criminal. We've heard of him before, Adolf Eichmann it was after his trial that they began. So it was kind of like, I mean, that was like in the media at the time. So then they're like, Hey, let's do these experiments. And they were like, are Nazis truly just pure evil or would regular people ultimately do terrible things in certain circumstances? So they're like, can we design a circumstance in the lab and test this? And that's exactly what they did. Stanley Milgram's question, Stanley's, Milgram's Not question. St- <laughs> Stanley Milgram's Stan question. Lee. I was like, <laughs> the creator of Marvel. <laughs> Stanley Milgram's question was, could it be that Eichmann and his million accomplices in the Holocaust were just following orders? Could we call them accomplices? And basically this, this uh, experiment was done to either disprove that or... Or confirm it. They didn't or know. Or confirm it, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was published... So although it happened 1961, but it wasn't published until 1963, and it was published in the Journal of Abnormal and Social Psychology. Yeah. Um, I think he also did write a book in 1974 called Obedience to Authority, an experimental, an experimental view. view. Yeah. So if listeners are interested in that, um, fuck, we'll put links up or something. Just I just wanted to throw it up because this is this is actually really interesting. So like we said, the results were shocking like they were not expected um but basically a high proportion of participants ended up fully obeying the instructions they were given so we can jump to the procedure and discuss kind of what no i i do i do want to do that but i have a fuckload on the procedure so i just want to say like just the basic like that a high proportion did ultimately do it so did what they are told they ended up doing what they were told they got they either hit the, the highest dose, which they perceived was a fatal dose, um, or they got fucking pretty close before they stopped. Um, you know, they were all like reluctant when they were doing it, but ultimately they still did it. And I mean, well, I guess uh, while we're on that note, we should mention that sort of what Stanley did was he would, uh, he approached other professors at Yale University. Yes. He approached other students that he was teaching, like in his psychology class. He approached so on that on that front, it was determined that maybe one to three people out of one hundred would go to the fatal dose and actually deliver deliver, deliver the fatal dose. Yeah. And then he further took it a step further and went to forty either psychologists around the United States, so professionals in their field and asked them how many they thought would administer the final thing. And they guessed around nine to 10 of the 100 would administer the lethal dose. I had like from anywhere, it was like one tenth of 1% was the estimate to 3%. Yeah. Those are the numbers I found. But 
Turned out like 65% of people went all the way, full dose, 450 volts. And a lot of them went to like 300 volts, which was like so 98% went to 300 volts. Okay, that's a yeah, there you go. 98 fucking percent. So the 300 volts is not lethal, but it's like the highest pain one. When, when we get dying. into, I think people understand when we talk about the procedure because we'll we'll outline exactly what happened. Um, yeah, be good. Too, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, no. It, for now, for now, we're just gonna lay out some of the basics. Uh, the because the experiment's actually somewhat complex. Um, but I mean, I guess what was interesting was. Uh, I mean, it turned, you know, like you said, it turned out, it's like, it wasn't the German character that was being driven to darkness, but human nature. Yeah. So that was what was crazy. Um, I do want to say though, there were, like you said, there are some participants that were completely disobedient, not many, but there were some that were like, no, I'm done. Like, 2%. Yeah. And we'll refer to those as Milgram negative from now on. So someone who's Milgram negative, they're not going to go all the way. They'll stop. Um, those people are extremely rare though. Um, I also just want to say like this experiment, it was replicated like around the world consistently. Hundreds of times. Yeah. So it's not like, it's just like something it's, this it has been, yeah, this is not a one time. So yeah, I guess on that note, I'll say like, yeah, it was re replicated hundreds of times around the world. And in each case, the results were extremely similar. Yeah. So it, it shows that the phenomenon, it's real, number one. And second of all, it acts cross-culturally. Yeah. So that, that, that would lend high credence that this is just a general feature of human nature. If there's an authority figure telling you to do something, you're probably going to do it, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. Um, well, it's, it's crazy because it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be an authority figure per se. Um, like your culture can act as an authority figure, right? Just the social yeah. norms, those can be an authority figure. Yeah, exactly. Well, so religion is an authority figure. Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. It's like, how do you know you're freely acting? Like you yourself as a conscious individual, you're acting free or are you just obeying, you know, the cultural authority or the social norm authority yeah, or the it's government? Hard to, it's hard to go against you? the curve, right? Who it are is. you? Who are you? Yeah. Shadow government. So that's why it's such a profound finding is because it went completely against what they thought it was. But and so not was only that, at, it, it was profound at the time. Still to this day. No, it still is. Still to this day. It's one of the greatest experiments in social psychology. So they still, uh, I think the most recent view at it was in 2004, I believe. Okay. I so I, I don't get it. why it's so profound now. Cause I feel like that's well, we, pretty known human nature. No, because it, I don't think it is known. Well, I would, I would bet if you asked most people, hey, if you were lived in fucking Germany during the Holocaust, like would you have saved the Jews? Most people would be like, yeah, totally. I would have, I would have left or I would have went against oh, it. And okay. It's like, no, yeah, you but, fucking wouldn't have. Yeah, but That's most an people extremely are, rare. Most individual people are kind to do of that. dummies. Um, so, well, I'm just yeah, honestly, oh, yeah, most like, people think that they're these virtuous. Well, is it, isn't it like that's kind of comes out? Maybe I'm mm -mm. thinking about this wrong, but like uh, it's like an ethics question. Like, would you do these unthinkable things to save your family? Well, I think and that's why you probably would, right? Like, I would. Yeah, yeah. In that um, case, to save your family, yeah. Or uh, whatever. Like, maybe I'm just fixating on following one thing. orders. This is so, just this is just uncovering no, like time, a blind spot. But okay, well, just fixating on the it, the the Nazi experiment, 
Like, weren't, weren't like most Germans starving back then because of all the repercussions from World War One? Uh, well, after World War One, things yes were tough, but and the Great Depression, and but, that's how Hitler got his rise to yeah, power. But during like during his rise, and when he was, if you like, if you were a blonde-haired, blue-eyed German, you had you were living the fucking life. Like you weren't, you didn't have any qualms. Like you had a good fucking life. Okay, but Hitler got his. Okay, we're <laughs> okay. We're fixating on this one thing, but I'm just saying, like, if this because Hitler he got his power, he he brought Germany back from de- depression right so of course you're going to follow him right like you're going to believe that this guy like he did this for you but now he's made your life spectacular especially if you have blonde hair blue eyes what <laughs> up for what up for dragon um <laughs> so yeah of course why wouldn't you follow him right well that's i mean i, I mean feel like so reason, many, i know what you're saying I feel, like that's, I feel like that's a known thing maybe i just don't get why this is so profound but well, it's so profound because i guess take yourself into account if you were asked right now hey would you go kill a jew if someone told you to you'd be like fuck no like fuck that i have morals and i think in today's day and age everyone thinks they have morals and that if they were placed in the same situation they'd be like no i wouldn't do this i'm a good person i'm virtuous but right the stats the data, show that yeah, yeah, 98% data of people who thought the exact same way, who thought they were good, virtuous people, 98% of them had, like participated where they were inflict pain. And 60-some percent of them would, would actually kill someone. Thank you. That's exactly that's so. exactly what it is. Just it's, if they are told to do so. By an authority figure, yeah. That's so, it. Um, that's the, that's in this it. case, well, it was well, just When we get into the experiment, you'll, it'll make more sense when we explain <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, let's, maybe let's get into it here. Yeah, we will. I just want to like that's that's really what it is. That's why it's so profound because it shows that the vast majority of mankind they can be turned into monsters under the right circumstances. And okay, well, no, but is, you guys are just saying if you're told to do so, that's that's the minimum. Um, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Well, okay, of like, course it is. It should be because I'm saying it is more complicated than that. But okay, that's, yes, I just obviously wanted to explain these circumstances. Obviously. So once we get into the procedure, you'll understand why it's like a bit more difficult. Because basically, if even if the person resisted at some point, they're like, "No, I don't want to." Right. The person would be told four times in four different ways to continue, and if they, after four four attempts, still said no the fifth time, the experiment would stop. Correct. But ninety eight percent continued. Yeah, that's why it's so crazy. Okay, it's just, it's just, you just wouldn't expect people to be so insane, but we are. Really, Um, you don't? Like, not, not like that. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have expected that. Man, look at human history. We're fucking monsters, man. (laughs) Well, there you go. This study, this study shows it empirically. Uh, no, I understand if you look at history, that is the case. I'm just saying, like, what ended. To this day, people still suck. People no, people don't think of themselves like that. They don't see the don't. dark shadow why, side within them. Why would you think that people you're think they're good, person. but they're capable? But that's why it's important. Really it's important things. to recognize that everyone has these dark capacities, and it's important right. to like integrate that in your character. Let's get into the experimental <laughs> setup here, um, because yeah. I think this will uncover a lot of questions maybe people have. And uh, Dragon, you'll understand this a little bit better. So basically, there's three individuals in total in the experiment. So I want to talk a little bit about the participants because it helps you interpret the data a little bit better. So they use newspaper ads as well as direct mail solicitation to get people. And they had 40 participants in the first iteration of the study, um, which was the mo- which is what we're going to be talking about. 
And the ages they got were pretty broad. So they had people that were 20 all the way to 50. And their occupations were really diverse too. So they had anywhere from like someone being the president of a corporation all the way to like plumbers to students. So the occupations were also diverse and the educations were diverse too. So they had people who didn't graduate grade school all the way to people who had doctorate degrees. So what I'm saying is of those 40 individuals, it was not a homogenous population. It was like, it had a pretty good mix. Yeah. So what good sample yeah, one of his colleagues had brought up to Stanley Milgram that a person of higher class of wealth would not be able to commit atrocities. Right. So a higher like, educated person. Yeah. So that's why he took low education all the way from low education to high education, like PhDs and shit too. So right. it, it was really cool. Which kind of, I can see why you could jump to that conclusion because someone maybe of higher wealth, never been desperate or. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, right? Like, well, you know, person what I mean? higher wealth usually has authority, power, right? True, because yeah, of money. Fair. Yeah, but yeah, in this case, if there's still someone giving them orders, it turns out that they too would commit heinous acts. Correct. So these three people, uh, we're going to term the first one is the experimenter. He's the one who's in charge of the entire session. So that's number one. Number two is someone called the teacher, and. The teacher is the volunteer participant in the study that's actually giving the electroshocks. And then the third person is called the learner. And the learner is believed to be receiving the electric shocks. But as I said, they don't actually get shocked. They're kind of just there so that the teacher thinks they're giving someone shocks. So that's important. So we have the experimenter, the teacher, and the learner. So the way the experiment would commit was they would have two paper slips that they put in a hat and they would have the actor, the learner and the teacher who is the subject of the experiment drop the piece of paper. And on there, it's supposed to say whether they're the learner or the teacher, but the trick was that both notes said teacher. And if the actor picked, when the actor picked his up, he'd be like, Oh, I got the learner. And then, Oh, we should say that. So the learner is actually like, he's in on the experiment. He's what's called a confederate. So confederates, they're just, uh, they're a part of the study, but they're, they're an actor. So, so the the learner is a confederate. So he's, he's, he's in on the experiment. He's not actually uh, like a volunteer participant. The teacher is the person that you want to study in this experiment. Yeah. So because this is an authority, like authority test, the experimenter who was in charge of the session, that would be in this case, Stanley Milgram. He'd be no, like, it actually wasn't him. It was, some, it was a different person. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought that too. I, but when I looked, cause I would, I would have assumed, but um, he didn't want to be involved because he thought he could influence stuff. Mm-hmm. So they had the experimenter was just uh, someone in a lab coat that explained how the study would work. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Maybe one of his students um, or something. I don't actually know. Yeah. So th- there'd be a 30 figure. And then there would be a teacher who's the subject of the experiment and then the learner. So basically the, how it was set up was the teacher would be on the other side of a one-way mirror or like a window. And they would see that the learner gets strapped into a chair. So the no, they would, it wasn't, it wasn't a window. It was just a separate room, but they, but they, they would, would both, they would both in the go chair. into the yeah. room they would, so the, sorry, the teacher would see the guy get strapped to the chair. And then they would separate them. And they would separate them yeah. into two different So the, the experiment is designed that the teacher could hear the learner, but not be able to see them. Right. Yeah. So then 
once the uh, teacher was set to start teaching the learner, that's when an audio recording at the same time would be played when the shocks were administered. Yeah. So every shock had a different recording that it triggered. Yeah. So like when you start on like the low shocks, I th- you know, I think it started at 15 volts or something. Yeah. You might hear like an, Ooh, and then you like time you get to like a hundred, the guy's Ooh. like, ow. Yeah. So like- additionally on that, the, the teacher at the beginning of the experiment was also shocked with 15 volts to show what the learner would be experiencing. Supposedly oh, right. they experienced. Yeah. So that, so that was kind of just to be like, Hey, see, they're not actually in pain. So you can actually administer this shock, like the lower level shocks. Yeah, that's right. I think we should also mention. So when the, the teacher and the learner show up at the same time, they're told that this is a memory experiment, which it's not, it's an experiment on obedience, yeah, but they're to told that. it's, <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, here we are. I just, yeah. They're told it's a memory learning experiment uh, and they want to understand the effect punishment has on someone's ability to memorize stuff. Mm-hmm. So the teacher's job as the teacher, you have to give, uh, you have to teach the learner different word pairings. And then you say the word and give them four options and they have to choose one of those four options. And if it's incorrect, then the teacher has to shock the learner. That's but so that's how I think it, that they're just giving them a light shock. It starts light. They are told that they're going to increase the dose as they go. So there's like, there's like, I don't, I don't remember how many buttons there were, but there might've been like 15 or 20 buttons starting at 15, going all the way to 450. Well, it was, 15 volts, but it was 15 volt increments. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. So, so like there was I, there was like maybe 20 switches in a row or something all the way to 450. I don't so remember. There was 30 switches. 30 switches. So it, it was 15 volt increments for each of the questions. So roughly 30 questions, 30 volt increments. Right. Possibly 30 shocks. Um Bose's shocks. I think we should also mention while we're at this point, they they did receive money. It was four dollars an hour. Cause this kind of t- ties into the interpretation of the experiment. Cause you might think, Oh, they just didn't leave cause they wanted to get paid. No, they were actually given the money up front and they were told no matter what happens, you, you are keeping the money, no matter what happens, it's your money. So the people that were staying, they weren't staying because they wanted money. Like that was taken care of. So that's, that's, that's an important confounding factor to address. Um, cause some people say that's why like, well, they just wanted money. It's like, Nope. They controlled for that. Um, so where are we right now? We're talking about the, the memory experiment. So what's crazy, like I was saying before, um, if they got it wrong, they would have to, the teacher has to give the learner a shock, but the, but the learner is gone. It's just at this point a recording. And the recording, it kind of varies depending on where the shock is. Like I said, it starts off kind of slow. It's nothing crazy. But then it gets like fucking crazy. Like the person is like, okay. So the experiment on the teacher, like they're the, testing to see the who teacher. Shocked. The teacher is the sub as the test subject. The yeah. Sub- yeah. Okay. So the learner is they see them get strapped up. They tell them here's the shocks, and then the authority figure starts telling the teacher. Yeah, we should say the, the the experimenter is in the room with the teacher. He's okay. sitting at a desk behind the teacher. And basically, anytime something's incorrect, the teacher will shock the learner. 
And if the teach, if the teacher's like getting sketched out and is like, fuck this, I don't want to do this shit. He's like, I, I don't want to keep doing it. Then Envy had mentioned, um, they have four prods they would give. So, and they're super simple. It'd be like one, the first prod would be, please continue. So say the mm-hmm. teacher's like, no, I don't want to keep doing this. The experimenter would be like, please continue. And then say the teacher's like, no, I really need to stop. This guy's getting hurt. Then the experimenter would say, the experiment requires that you continue. That's prod number two. Say he still resists. Then the experimenter would be like, it's absolutely essential that you continue. Say the guy's like, no, I need to get the hell out of here. I can't, I'm not doing this. Then there's a fourth prod and like, you have no choice. You must go on. And anytime the person resisted, they use the exact same prods. Yeah. So like you could be at, say, say at a hundred volts, you're like, I don't want to do this again. And then he goes through the four prods. Um, and on the fourth one, you're like, hey, fuck it. I'll go to 115. And then say at 115, you're like, ah, I don't want to do this. He'd be like, please continue. And you're like, no, I don't want to do it. Right. The experiment so you know requires that, that you continue. You know the are going up. Yeah. And no, you're, inf- they, you're inflicting more, or sorry, the, the voltage is going up. You know you're inflicting more pain on this person. Yeah. That's no longer strapped in, but they don't know that. Yeah. And uh, okay. So like, they like ask questions. And then it's like, if they get well, they word, ask pairings. word pairings, yeah. So they're like, so well, and, and if, for example, they tell them to remember and, and if, and then like later on they go like cat and dog, remember, remember that. And if they get it wrong, then they're supposed to shock them. Yeah. But it's literally a tape recording that's playing. So obviously they're going right. to get it wrong. But what's, and then the authority figure will be like, you need to punish them. At, no, he only at, says those four prods. Well, that's all continue, he says. Yeah. It, there's sorry there's oh, but a if couple they get more it wrong so you hit the, the teacher the teacher is explained at the beginning of the experiment that if at any point the learner gets something wrong they're supposed to get shocked to help right. them okay. memorize or remember so they know right. what they're supposed to do they're no they're, oh, no, because they think shocked. it's a memorization yeah yeah but then when they get to that point where they're like okay i've shocked this guy with like 150 volts i i shouldn't continue that's when the prods come in and then the experimenter says please continue the experiment requires you to continue absolutely essential that you continue and you have no other choice you must go on right and if at any point the the uh teacher like refuses a fifth time then the experiment's over they stop right. the experiment right away so it's done that or if they reach 450 volts and they administer the 450 volts three times in succession then it also stops yeah that's right after they've already delivered the fatal dose three fucking times they'll stop yeah. the experiment um but we should say um, so this is what's crazy. Like you might be like, why would the person keep going? And I really don't know what, cause the, the recordings that were being given with the shocks, like, they, like I said, they started off small, but once they start, the voltage started getting really high, like literally the recordings would be the person, the, like the learner screaming, like in pain, like, let me out, stop this, like pleading right. with the learner to stop. Like, I can't stand the pain. Let me out of here. Right. They would even complain of a heart condition at a certain volt. The person would be like, I have a heart condition. You have to stop. Like, this is really too much. Yeah, they would you're be, going to kill me. Yeah. They're yelling yeah, they, they in pain. Say, yeah. And when they would get to the heart condition, like the, the, the teachers would be like, they would look at the authority figure in the room, the experimenter, and be like, he has a heart condition. I have to stop. I can't, I can't do this. Please continue. No, I really can't do this. Like, he has a heart condition. The experiment requires that you continue. Fuck, I can't do this. It is absolutely essential that you continue. And they'd be like, fuck it. They'd go to the next voltage. And then they'd be like, then the person would say something even crazier. They'd be yelling in pain and they'd be like, I yeah. can't do this. And be like, please continue. So you just keep going through the prods and they just wow. kept going. 
And so here's a crazy thing, just to like okay, throw in there. Interject. At, at one point, the learner would go silent. So after he's already screamed in pain, he says, I can't handle anymore. I have a heart condition. Like you're going to kill me. They go silent. Yeah. And then they're still supposed to administer the, the they have shock to keep again. going. <laughs> and again, they get prodded four times. So what's crazy is they had to do this three more times while the person was supposedly dead, like quiet. Yeah, you would assume and they're they, dead. Yeah, like right. And they're not 60%, talking. Like sixty percent still kept shocked. Sixty-five or sixty-five percent. That's insane. Um, I should no. It's you know it's insane. I should mention though, there were some extra statements the experimenter could give. Uh, that weren't those four prods. So for example, if the teacher asked whether or not the learner might suffer permanent physical harm, the experimenter would be like, although the shocks may be painful, there is no permanent tissue damage, so please continue. Even if the person was silent, even after they complained of a heart attack, if the teacher asked a question like that, the experimenter was permitted to say, uh, there would be no permanent tissue, so please continue. Um, also, if the teacher um, said something like, like, oh, sorry, my notes are all fucked. If the teacher complained that the learner clearly wanted to stop, um, the experimenter could reply, whether the learner likes it or not, you must go on until he has learned all the word pairs correctly. So please go on. And then the other, the last one. So some people would be like, am I responsible if he dies? It sounds like he's going to die. The experimenter was permitted to say, no, I would be responsible. So they would take the responsibility away from them. So that's right. important to mention. So basically, I guess there was the, the four prods were exactly the same. And then those three situations, which were the most common situations, that's how they had to respond. But, but they would only be used if, specific, if those specific, specific questions were asked. Of yeah. Them, so. But that's the thing. They wanted their phraseology to be exactly the same so that it wasn't they could interpret the data better. Like you, it, you had to respond in those ways. You couldn't respond any other way because then like, if you're like, then it just becomes, it's like, oh, is, or do people actually want to keep going to an authority figure? Or is it just that the experimenter was really persuasive? And it's like, no, he wasn't very persuasive. They had the exact same comments for every situation. Like they didn't, it was like a, having a script and you can only answer with the script. So it just made it more experimental and took away confounding factors of like persuasion you know what i'm saying because someone might argue they're like oh you just you just convinced the person to do it or you threatened them to do it it's like no those aren't factors in yeah. this you it's There's only the, these statements we yeah. can say right which of course like so it's, an experiment like that you'd have to have the same answer same responses yeah right makes sense so i mean I mean, <laughs> that's the experimental setup. So you have these three guys, you got the experimenter in the room, the teacher giving the shocks and the learner receiving these shocks in this memory experiment. Um, and the results, like we kind of already discussed, were completely unexpected. So like I was watching some of these videos and the subjects are like super uncomfortable, like the whole, like <laughs> the whole fucking time. Like, you know, they look stressed, they're sweating, they're trembling, they're stuttering, biting their lips groaning you know digging at their fingers and shit some are even like laughing nervously um, yeah, kind of like laughter. having like like fits like kind of like seizure yeah. fits and stuff because they're some so fucking nervous seizures, yeah some of the teachers actually got seizures yeah and one of the findings was 
every single participant, so every teacher at some point protested, pr- protested to stop. Um, but like we said, the majority, 65% still went all the way. And like <laughs> you had said, 98% went to 300 or whatever. I think, I think that's correct. Yeah, 300 um, volts. So it's just crazy. So it just like kind of shows, you know, like the authority won more often than not in compelling someone to do something. And that like very, very few people actually have the temperament to resist authority, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know. It's a crazy experiment to me. Like I'm, I'm kind of. It is shocking just to kind of know that everyone has this or 90 some percent have this darkness in them and even though they think that they're good genuine people so it's it's a little scary to like kind of think of what a person's capable of i mean another important thing to mention in the thing sometimes like we said if the teacher said this person's gonna die they would be like i'm responsible please continue with the experiment so it's not quite it's not exactly an authority figure saying it. Sometimes it's absolving someone of the responsibility of right, the act yeah. that also will influence them. So it's hard. I would say in this... Which still makes people sick. It was, oh, I can get away with it? Okay, I'll... No, fucking, it still doesn't. Uh, but it, it takes away from the obedience interpretation. It's more of an right, absolution yeah, of, of responsibility that's the yeah. factor. So that's, that's one confounding factor with this first iteration. I think they did control for that later and they still get similar results. Um, cause it's been repeated so many times, but that's, I think that's just important to mention if you're going to interpret the data correctly. Okay. So I also want to mention, I have some stats, um, the experiment. So when it was repeated, I have stats showing that anywhere from 28% to 91% of people went all the way under various conditions. So like, obviously, like once they had this finding, they, you know, they tweaked things here and there and did a little bit things differently, but it still ranged from 28 to 91% of people. And I think the average of like all the studies was 61 to 66%, which is basically what the first experiment showed. So the data, the data is robust and probably very true. Um, I have some variations they did that make things kind of interesting. So what's kind of cool, the further the experimenter was away from the teacher, the less compliant people were. So for instance, if you remove the experimenter from the room and you just talk with like telecommunications, so like, I don't know, I don't know what they use, like a walkie talkie or something. And the experimenter system. Yeah. Not in the room then the compliance was 21% only. So it went way down. So they were, people were way more compliant to go all the way only if the experimenter was in the room giving the prods. So that's kind of interesting. You know, I don't know. It's kind of in what I took from that is like, if you want to be a good manager or you have people working under you, it's good to uh, meet physically because um, things will get done better that yeah. way. Well, and course, if you're away, yeah. just giving orders. So <laughs> I, I, I kind of learned two things. We're all fucking dark pieces of shit, but also 
You can improve your managing and team leadership skills through physical meeting. Well, of course. Yeah, that's... You know what's kind of funny? Like, you remember when we were talking about uh, the Nazis and how some of the, like, the SS troopers did, like, some of the craziest shit, but they were, like, there's evidence of them being drugged quite often. So them being drugged in combination with that authority figure telling them to do that, I don't see a way for them not to do it. So even that 2% that would have resisted if they're under like the influence of drugs, I think, yeah, they fucking would have done it too. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, the pressure, like you might, there might've been situations where like I, you were threatened with death, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't just pure compliance. There's probably situations where like, it's like you're going to kill these people or we're going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, I don't know, like the authority figure was more immense in those cases, but even... So they did have situations like that. Okay, you do this or we're going to kill you. Oh, that's with the Nazi stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah, there were situations yeah, yeah. like no, that. Not with this. But not with <laughs> oh, this. Yeah, like, okay, no one was well, going to no kill anybody shit. during this. And the guy's still fucking... 65% of people kill the guy. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously the the ethics of this, like the research ethics of it, would but not want to get be... into ethics? Well, yeah, we we kind of talked about results. I had a couple more variations about... I wanted to mention. Okay, quick. sure, go for it. So you might, what is important to mention, the first experiment was done with only men. So you might be like, oh, fuck, men. You know, men, men, you know. They yeah, did it with women too. out there hating on yeah, men. They did it with women as well, and it was the same shit, different day. So it's it's a fundamental part of being human. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. women are savages as well. <laughs> Don't kid yourself, ladies. Uh, they they also we love did, you, but we love you. You're, cra- you're crazy. It's just um, been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find a study that that's the finding. Like they're just like we did this, you know, like yeah. kind of like the Milgram experiment. Like we did a study, and you know, bitches be cray. Any pimp, bitches. Sixty five percent. Sixty five percent of the time, they're cray. You know, bitches. only 2%, bitches. only 2% weren't cray. Just it's like 98% solid. bitches be cray. <laughs> uh, <fuck> yeah. like, <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so there was a conformity factor as well. So say you have these experiments, they had the one teacher, but say you had two other teachers in the room as well, um, teaching the Confederate. So if if one of the other teachers objected everybody else was more likely to object so out of the 40 people only three went all the way out of the 40 and i don't know what the percentage is there but only three people did it compared to 65 percent going all the way the other thing but the reverse was true as well um like if everybody's doing it everybody fucking did it so (laughs) um the other thing that was interesting I found so say say you're a, you're a teacher. Say, there's three teachers. One of them is doing the electric shocks, and then one of them's like recording the answers, but not actually pressing the button. And then someone else is just like watching the person press the button. Say you're the person just recording the answers, so you're not actually pressing the button. But the other teacher is a confederate, and they're pressing the buttons. Uh, mo- Thirty-seven out of forty people let it go all the way. So they were in the room. They had every opportunity to stop the person from pressing the button. And they wouldn't intervene. More often than not, 
So like we said before, if you're the teacher pressing the buttons, it was 65%. But say you're just in the room and you could stop it, but you're like, oh, I'm not doing it. 37, per, 37 out of 40. I don't know what the percentage are, but it's probably it's in crazy. the 90s. It's crazy how real that is. Like it, even just in like if you're not life. responsible for it, you'll just well, let it happen. You'll let the guy die. So well, like that, three percent, ninety two point five percent. Yeah, there you go. So I'm just trying even to think like at work, an example. Well, like yeah, like you, you can't think, use work as example, yes. man. That's why not. Because the well, trades, in this you have, case, one, it's you have one person making fun of someone. Everyone's gonna fucking make fun of that person. That's, that's just how the trades are. Like oh, every no, single awesome. person who doesn't like stand up and say, "Hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that shit to them," they're compliant. Oh, they're, no, they're that's not no, that's, <laughs> a, that's a that's actually a really good example. And yeah, well, yeah, go. exactly. But I was also gonna say, like, even uh, um, like we were working in a in a trench. It was kind of sketchy, and at first, it was just like when I wasn't down there, it was kind of like, "Oh yeah, it should be okay." And and then I went down there and I started working, and then it was sketchy, and I was like fuck this because now i'm at fucking my life's at stake you know what i mean like oh like yeah i see exactly what you're saying so like i totally could have intervened when someone else was down there but you know and it's just i didn't maybe you know i was up above i didn't go into the trench i didn't realize how sketchy it was type of thing yeah ignorance a little bit but sorry for jumping the gun there i didn't know you were using a specific example (laughs) i think both examples are good i think both (laughs) they're both kind of relate yeah um, um no i hear that 100 percent. yeah that's also yeah the trades you get called a pussy and you're yeah you're fucking getting right in there so. but now that you know the results of this experiment and that this is like a feature of uh human nature doesn't it like don't you feel like you're more resistant to these types of things now like that's what i find is, i feel like it makes me want to be more of a leader i find yeah i find yeah. if the the silver lining of this study is that uh once you know of these effects you are um, more resistant to, uh, I don't know, like the obedience and the, be- if, if you're absolved of responsibility, you're still like, no, I, I'm still responsible. I can, I can say something. I can do something. Look, at the end I of think the that's day, the upside. Like this experiment makes so, so much sense because it's hard to have tough conversations. Like at the crucial end, conversations. At, crucial conversations. Maybe that's a, but confrontation for a lot of people is tough and I'm okay at it. I'm not the best. I'm not saying I'm like from wicked leader or anything like that, but, but there's some people who, if you confront them, they will crumble. And that's probably majority of people. So it makes sense with the, having the person in the room, why people are more compliant because you're just there with a presence Yeah, and people will just be like, okay, yeah, you're in charge. Yeah. Right. One of the things that I, like I was, I didn't look into this, but you know, there's like the big five personality model where there's like, you know, like there's five main personality traits. And one of them is like your agreeableness. You're either really agreeable or you're disagreeable. And I was wondering, like, if you took people who are really agreeable people on that personality scale, because you can test them for that, did this experiment with agreeable people, I bet you a lot of them would go all the way. But I bet if you took a lot of people who are extremely disagreeable, you know, like, bottom fucking fifth percentile of agreeableness they're like super disagreeable i bet you most of them wouldn't do it i think it takes like a dis like that's my that's what i would guess i don't have any data to back that but i think if your temperament's disagreeable i don't think you would go 
I think you would be one of the Milgram negative subjects. Well, I think, well, I guess this experiment was done in comparison to the Holocaust. So if we look at the applicability of the Holocaust compared to Milgram experiments, I guess we can just go over those right now. Um, so the subjects of the Milgram experiments wrote, um, James Walter, Becoming Evil, were assured in advance that no permanent physical damage would result from their actions. So teachers were told that no permanent like damage would be resulted upon the learners. Um, however, the Holocaust perpetrators who carried out the crimes of maiming and killing people knew full well that they were actually committing those atrocities. So the, oh, you're saying like this is that, one of the confounding factors in the study? Yeah, yeah. So there's like there's four of them, but that's that's one of them. No, I hear that one, but I I don't know. Like, so sorry, that one's saying that because in this experiment they were told there would be no physical harm, they just trusted in it and went all the way. Whereas yeah. in the Holocaust, if they're like shoot this person, but you could just say. That's not true because no, I know, I know, but that's just literally what, what I'm because someone from. who's fighting for Germany, they expect they're like, hey, once we take over the world, everything's good, and I'll be a war hero. So, to me, that's not the best counter. It's it's almost. It's, I am in agreement there. Okay, however, I'm just, well, sir, I'm just these are the confounding the factors that were described by Stanley. Yeah. Um. So his second factor was laboratory subjects themselves did not know their victims and were not motivated by racism or biases where as in the holocaust perpetrators displayed an intense deviation of devaluation of the victim yeah no i, I hear that as well but to me to me in that situation that means the social norm and the cultural phenomena those are the authority figures in that situation yeah those yeah. so to me I mean, we could argue that, I mean, I'm sure whoever said that statement would have very good points to counter what I'm saying, but that's what I would counter that with. It's like, you don't, the experiment's not going to perfectly replicate the world. It's yeah. you do an experiment in a controlled setting so that you can control for different variables the best you possibly can, but it's never going to be perfect. So to say the interpretations of the experiment don't actually, aren't actual interpretations of the experiment because of this, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Uh, third one was those serving punishment at the lab were not sadists nor hate mongers and often exhibited great anguish and conflict in the experiment. Unlike the designers and executioners of the final solution, that uh, was the Holocaust trials of executing people, yeah. but a clear goal in their hands set beforehand. I mean, that's a good point. They're fucking like, we've been over, like think of a uh, host of Mengele. Yeah. How fucking crazy he was in our angel of death episode of Nazi twin experiments. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, it's Joseph Um he's there's clear psychopaths that like like we were saying, I remember even in that conversation we had, we were talking about how if there's a certain environmental context or situation that selects for psychopaths, they'll just come out of like you know, just come out of nowhere and rise to these occasions because yeah. I'm back. Like, hey. Yeah, like hey. <laughs> I'm a fucking psychopath and look, no one's stopping me from doing these crazy experiments. So fuck it. Yeah. So like, you know, like 100%. it's, it's crazy how that well, it's like works. that movie, the purge too. Right. Oh, crimes legal for 24 hours. Hey. Yeah. yeah so yeah, one yeah. of the uh, biggest right. bonding factors was the experiments at the lab lasted for an hour with no time for subjects to contemplate the implications of their behavior. 
Meanwhile, the Holocaust lasted for years with ample time for a moral assessment of all individuals and organizations involved. Yeah, see, those con- I, I like that those confounding factors are pointed out, but I still think the interpretations of the experiment are valid. And I don't think it, I think what the person's trying to say, they're, they're trying to say like, don't use this experiment to take away blame from like guilty German Nazis, right? That's kind of why what the person's saying. Right? I think so, yeah. They don't want people to like take away from it. Like, oh, everybody would have done it. So let's think better of them. That's not what yeah. we're saying. Um, I think that's what he's trying to say. Yeah, because he, he, he obviously says that they had ample time to actually review their own morals and decide whether or not they could do something. So they, But I just say, I even disagree years, with that. I disagree well, with that even. The issue with that is like, I, I see an issue with that as well. And that is that that authority figure was there for them the entire time. If they were a soldier, they had a captain, a general, a squad squadron leader. Well, there even the think of the schooling and, system, propaganda yeah, and, through the, your whole peers. fucking life. It's yeah. like the whole culture was... Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fucking expert on like what Germany was like, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, like we shouldn't blame them for no, that was horrible shit that went on, and like it's fucking terrible. I'm just trying to say, human nature is terrible, and I like that this experiment points it out because it's mm-hmm. like it makes you think different. It makes you like you gotta like you you have to look around you and really understand what's influencing you, the society, the media, the social norms, everything, and kind of. Like, what, who are you? What do you believe? Like, what is true to you? Or do you just say these things because, you know, it's, it's the times and it's, yeah, it's the trend. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's hard. Sure. It's, it's sometimes it's hard to form your own opinion. It's people don't want to. It's hard to say tough things and controversial things. And yeah, you know, yeah, it's tough. Should we look at the val- validity? the experiments do you want to talk about the ethics now i think you mentioned that sure because i mean basically the experiment made someone think they killed someone so like there's that like like how ethical is your experiment if you literally make someone think they killed someone that's (laughs) the thing so like this experiment would not be done the same way in today's day and age no because like ethically it is wrong like to that's psychological stress you're putting on that person they, they can literally believe that they killed someone. Even if they at some point asked a question and they were absolved of that responsibility, they still have to live with the thought of yeah. maybe they killed someone. And I guess uh, one of the biggest ethical issues here was that at the end of the experiment, like they're supposed to be told that this was an experiment and that they actually did not kill anyone. But that wasn't always the case. Sometimes they just like fucked up and they didn't actually <laughs> throw re- back reveal that society, throw them back yeah, into so society like, thinking they're murderers. No, I, I'm not saying like, <laughs> like they would say, Oh, this was an experiment, but the guy would be like, Oh, oh I killed someone. They'd be like, Oh, you didn't kill anyone, but they wouldn't give further reasoning. They, they wouldn't. Okay. Like I thought they, I thought they kind of deconstructed oh, no, no, everything. No. Sorry. So I should be more clear, but like, so at least that was we're my supposed reading. to deconstruct everything, explain what what each of the stuff they were trying to achieve and everything. But like I said, like sometimes they did it half fast, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you didn't kill anyone, goodbye," type thing. Okay. So they didn't like fully disseminate the thing. So in that case, there was a lot of psychological harm done to the teacher. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I I do my I have a counter for that though. Yep. Um. So I do know most of the subjects when they were asked, they actually liked that they were a part of it. 
because it revealed to them what they were capable of. And once you recognize what you're capable of, you can resist that. You so, now yes. no longer have to go down that route. Now there is uh, Jungian psychology integrating the shadow side. Yeah. So podcast. of the 40 participants who participated, all 40 at some point in time wrote back or discussed with the experimenters and said that they were thankful for that. But there was evidence. Well, there there is uh, people who stopped the experiment and were actually not part of that. So there was actually more than 40 participants initially, but 40 were taken as the result, but there was some who quit off. They're like, oh, I think this is an experiment to compare me to Nazis. Like someone actually predicted what the experiment oh, was. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read yeah. that far into it. So, so that's, that's one of news. those uh, people is Joseph Demo. Host of Mengele. He's like, I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> He's like, fuck, 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 they're onto me, they're onto me. Just storms out of the room. Yeah, so, so you can't bullshit uh, a bullshit. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, so he I wrote see. a journal, uh, Jewish Currents, in 2004. So he was part of this experiment in 1961. Okay. So he was one of the pe people who actually quit, and he said... Uh, they never used his data basically yeah so yeah. And, and there was actually more people like that who did quit out and the data wasn't used for them so in 2012 an australian psychologist gina perry actually investigated this and it kind of ended up skewing the results a bit more but that's interesting well i mean there's there's depending on how you construct but <laughs> <laughs> how you construct the experiment it's totally re like it's not okay to exclude data from your experiment if it was a part of the experiment, but if you set up parameters in the experiment that you could exclude data, then it's fair. So I'm assuming those would they these probably parameters that were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's always something like, say, say you fuck up, like say you're doing an experiment where you have to inject a substance and like you fuck up the injection. Like you just can't, you can't include that because you fucked it up. So like, I'm assuming they have categories similar to that. Yeah, so I think um, the category was if someone figured out that this is an experiment, obviously yeah. they cannot be used because that would be skewing the results. Right. So most people I are see not you're used saying. in the results. I yeah. see what you're saying. I do have, there was one guy that was in the experiment. He wrote a letter to Milgram thanking him. Oh, and this is the guy who went to the Vietnam War. Yeah, he said yeah. he became a conscious objector because he was like, after this experiment, I realized the things I'm capable of and I'd never want to do those things. So he's like, I'd rather go to jail than fight in a war I don't believe in. And he's like, your experiment, let me see that. Yeah. So, so that's quickly to mention, interesting. So uh, conscious he, like, drafted and then like rejected it or what? Well, no, no, no. Here's yeah. the thing. He said a he conscious objector is an individual who has claimed the right to refuse to perform military service on the grounds of freedom of thought, conscience, or religion. Yeah. So, so, how, does, so how does that work if you got, because didn't they have a draft for the Vietnam War? Yeah. They so did. he was so just he, like, I'm not going. So the, yeah, technically he would be imprisoned. Uh, Muhammad Ali, famous boxer, he actually refused to go to the Vietnam War based on religion, and he was imprisoned for it. Yeah. So you can go to prison for that wow. for sure. Yeah. Um, when it's a draft, it, yeah. There, there's something. Didn't he, Muhammad Ali? He had to like change his name because of that, or something. Some weird like. He became. Uh, yeah, he became when he. What right? He was Muslim or something. So he, that's Muhammad why he Ali his name? was born Cassius Clay. Right. But Cassius after Clay, yeah. after he uh, adopted the Muslim religion, he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. And he changed it. He adopted that religion because he got drafted. No, no, it was. Oh it was, no, it was adopted before. 
the Vietnam oh, War. Okay. I thought it had something to do with him. Yeah, but he I could be very wrong. But he did not go to war based off of religion, saying that in yeah. the Muslim religion, also, he was taught not to kill. You were also like basically discriminated against if you were a conscientious yeah. objector. Like you yeah. were looked at as a huge pussy. And oh yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, that's what he was saying. Day and age, yeah. Exactly. He was, this guy was saying he's like. Probably I would have went had it not been for the experiment. Right. So that's what I'm yeah, saying. Right. Like, of course. Now that you know the results of the experiment, when you come across situations, you know, from now on, you'll probably be like, oh, Milgram experiment. This is a situation like that. Fuck you. And you'd stand up to it because you understand that there's that thing. There's something in, in how humans function, how we're wired, that we'll, we'll do things that we don't necessarily want to do. Standing up to the machine, people. The AI. Yeah. And that's what we're here on the Swerve podcast, standing up to the shadow government. And Raising an army. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to get killed. Oh, yeah. One of these days. That's why I don't know the voicemail thing's a good idea. <laughs> just Death. have the time you, you know you know what would be, you know be funny remember when you when you uh posted in the wrong uh thing on reddit and you had that like yeah. that yeah. that nazi like literal nazi <laughs> yeah, 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 white yeah. supremacist dude i think that guy would just be like calling us every day he's like you motherfuckers <laughs> the holocaust was fake <laughs> yeah. that was insane like what a fucking idiot oh man the internet's crazy yeah um okay so i do have a couple more things i could talk about there's a couple theories that came out of this to like interpret the experiment i just want i just have two that i thought were interesting i think there's more but one of them is the theory of conformism Mm -hmm. so basically it states that a subject who has neither ability nor expertise to make decisions especially in a crisis will leave decision making to the group and its hierarchy the group is the person's behavioral model. So you could, that's a theory to explain the results in a sense. You know, like the person, you know, they're, they're in a crisis. They don't really know what to do. So they're looking. They're just doing whatever the guy says to do. Like, please continue. The experiment right. must yeah, continue. Yeah, they're looking for support. They're looking just for keep going. Yeah. answers. Yeah. Yeah, but and instead of crisis, like when your life's online, you're like you kill him or we kill you. Like, everyone's going to fucking kill that person. <laughs> yeah, self-preservation right. is one of the fundamental yeah. aspects of being a human. So, yeah, like of course, like Yeah. Is the second uh theory the agentic theory? Agentic, agentic state, state theory. Do you have that or do you want me to say it? Yeah, you can say it. I, I have it, but go ahead. So, the agentic state theory, uh it states that the essence of obedience consists in the fact that a person comes to view themselves as the instrument for carrying out another person's wishes and they therefore no longer see themselves as responsible for their actions. Once this critical shift of viewpoint has occurred in the person, all of the essential features of obedience follow. So again, like if you take the responsibility away from someone, and they're like, hey, he's going to take the blame for this, then they're more likely to be obedient in those situations. Yeah, and I think, and there's, I think both of these theories have run true. To especially in, in a warlike scenario where you have your captain who would take responsibility. You have your general, you have the leader of the country in Germany's case. Uh, when you're touted as a war hero and Hitler, shit yeah. like you have. So like insane. in the most cases you're completely basically absolved. That's one of the things, man. It's so important to be 
a critical thinker and analyze the fucking situations you're in and everything around you. Like I'm seeing now, this is, I'm just going to go off tangent for a second, but like, I'm seeing like Marxist ideology and shit bleed into the universities and stuff. And like, no one really talks about it. No, everybody's like, kind of like, Oh, like no one cares. They don't even understand it. I'm just, thank God. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I like that you have to just be able to see things and like, don't just go with what society's saying. Like really start from the foundation. Why do you think these things move up to the next level? Oh, this is why I think these things. And then this is what reality is. And then does that fit into what all of society's saying? And if it doesn't go with it, because you started from first principles and you arrived to your conclusion based on those first principles so you have to go with your critical thinking. You can't just go with what society is saying because we've seen how many times does this lead to atrocities? How many fucking times? I do so, want to quickly yeah. mention. I just think it's important. It's I like, I love this experiment that it points this out. Since we are talking like and relating this to the Holocaust and Nazi Germany, I do want to mention that there were Germans who had left the country, who had fled the country in order to not participate in the war and not Correct. commit these atrocities. So well, Einstein, well, I guess, sorry, Einstein was a Jew. <laughs> of course, he's but, getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> he had valid reasons. No, yeah. so like there were Germans who left too. So what, what I want to like, there's two points I want to make. One is that people had the option to leave. They had to, like, they had the bravery and the option to actually escape, like, and not commit in this. And then Correct. for those who did stay and actually commit the murders and stuff, that kind of goes to show like, hey, like those people were... You had options. Pretty shitty too. Yeah, well, they I, had I, options ultimately, but there was so people they, that al- they allowed people to leave. They said, if you no, 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 no. People so, just saw the cards. They're like, oh, this is yeah. how this ends. So they had the and they got the fuck thought. out. They had the forethought. So, well, yeah, yeah. even when they to just, there's probably some people who got stuck, didn't have the forethought. You so, know, yeah, so late. there is that too. But I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is like, even when the war is underway, so like, I'll use, uh, like, uh, I'm Bosnian, there was a civil war there. So after the war erupted too, people who refused to fight and didn't want to, it's like they would have gone to jail. They fled the country. And that was on all sides of the fighting forces. They would just flee the country, go to other countries, even during wartime. So even as the right. war is underway, even after they've already like signed whatever to go into the army, they just fucking flee and run so they don't have to kill. Yeah. So I'm yeah. saying like, as bad as it gets there is an option like yes their life was on the line by them fleeing but also you're going to fucking war your life's on the line regardless yeah i hear what you're saying and i mean the other thing too for some of the people that going back to the germany example that didn't leave or weren't able to leave for whatever reason there are many people that you know they like save jewish people yes. they hid yes. them yeah. at their own yeah. so but those and frank are, it's so rare like these people that are milgram negative fuck it's crazy there was a was it a it makes me like almost like like fucking like brings tears to my eyes like fuck these people that's why i got the that's why i got the glasses have the sunglasses on (laughs) (laughs) like the amount of just control you have to have over your mind to step up when the entire world is against you that's like i don't even know that's like magic to me it's it's an I, I just hope that I can be that person when, if there's ever a time I have to be that person. Mm. That can also be a bad thing. 
How so? So you're absolutely right when there is like bad shit happening and you're that one person who stands up and re- like resists it. But there's also those people who stand up and lead other people to do do shit like that. No, but you that's what, what I'm saying? saying. So no, I hear what you're saying, but I, that's I don't think I was saying that. I'm saying the have the ability to interpret the situation, critically think through it from determine first whether it's good or bad, and then what si- like, the, what's right, okay. what's wrong, what's real, what's fake. Okay, and yeah, then you're like, I'm going good, with what's real good and what's bad. Leaders, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying then. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. I just, sometimes I need detail, you know? Otherwise, I'm just like, okay, well. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> what you said is, is valid too in a, in a different context, for sure. Um, Alrighty, well, th- that kind of like covered my notes I had on it. I, have, I just have one, I have just quick, I have a couple, uh, I think this experiment spawned a couple crazy things. Uh, this is one that I think people might be familiar with because it was on Netflix recently maybe within the last three three years. Have you heard of Darren Brown, the mentalist? Mm-mm. You've never heard of Dr. Darren Brown? The no. Push? Did you hear of The Push? No. Oh, you guys need to watch this. Watch The Push. It's on Netflix. So Darren Brown, he gets people. They're, they're at like this party. And he basically, from start to finish, everyone is a confederate in this. They're all actors except the one person. And they go through this whole fucking plot and how the plot ends. uh, The person pushes someone off the edge to kill them. So he literally made people through different situations and context kill someone. This person just showed up. They were just like coming to a party. And then through these like characterized events that they all have on film, by the end of it, the person, the, the subject is literally pushing people off the fucking edge. Is someone, do they actually die? No, they get caught, <laughs> like they're actors, they get caught in a net and shit. Okay. Um, but it, it's, it's a, I would say a more complex recreation of the Milgram experiments. Um, hmm. They put them in these wow. situations, it's crazy, like. I'm gonna have to check this out. That have to check it out, watch the push, it's really cool. Like, I forget how many people they did it on, but it was a lot, it was like. Six, yeah, again, I think it was like 60, 70% of the people pushed the person off the fucking edge the when fuck? it came down to it. <laughs> people are just dicks. Oh, they're also drunk, though. <laughs> I don't think they were drunk in this situation. When the I say party, party, it was like a... A get-together. Like a, no, it was like a, an event like uh, where, you, where there's like appetizers and like... Oh, like a black tie type thing. Yeah, yeah, like something like that. Okay. Like there were speeches and stuff. Um. God damn it! I'm, you can't drink at a black guy. No, that like no, yeah. You but can, the guy but was, like people. It wasn't because they were it's drunk like, that they pushed the person. Yeah, off. it's like so at black tie event, like they have like a one glass of wine. They walk around and like just chat most of the night. I'm so, so blue collar. Just, <laughs> just get out. Um, there was also they don't get fucked up. Uh, yeah, there was also a show in oh. France called The Game of Death, which uh, only 16 out of 80 people stopped. So what would that be? 64 out of 80 went all the way and it was a similar type thing so i'm just saying like in popular culture there's tv 20%. shows that have been made around yeah there you go 80 percent went all the way so this this experiment has influenced a, a few things and uh it's kind of crazy so um do we want to go into final thoughts now yeah um mind if i start yeah go ahead okay yeah, uh, just absolutely shocking that people who consider themselves 
good, kind-hearted people actually like went through with this. So we looked at it and we 65% like dealt the lethal dose, 98% dealt up to 300, which is extreme pain. That's just, that's insane. Like I can't, like right now, like I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, I could, I could resist this. If, if I'm in there, like, I think I would be able to resist, but then at the same time, like we've talked about how some of these people resisted and like what they said in turn, you no, know, they were just, they still went through with it. So like, I'm hoping I could be one of those 2%, but I, I'm not sure. I, numbers I are working against you. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like knowing this, it kind of helps out and maybe yeah. it could be that 2%. But yeah. hey, if I'm fucking tricked into something with unaware, like I'm, I just like I can't think at that moment. If there's some sort of crisis, I probably would be one of the fucking ninety-eight percent. Then, well, statistically, but I do think knowing this is very important. I think it changes things. Yeah. So I guess final thoughts: this shit was crazy. Um, I do think it has. I do think the data was pretty accurate. So I know there's some people like saying, "Oh, it was not accurate because some people dropped out," but. There's factors for everything. So well, it's yes, been repeated uh, so many fucking times. Yeah, around the world. And so usually same results. Yeah. But yeah, it was super interesting topic for anyone out there who wants to look more into it. Please tell, like, just go out there, look on your own. Mm-hmm. Don't cite us by any means. But yeah. for the love of yeah. God, don't cite us. We but got still, the gist hey, of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we did really good. I was I felt like I, I was pretty prepared for this, but yeah. Anyways, who's next? Uh, I guess I can. Yeah, yeah, I can go. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is this was tough to to listen to, and once again, apologize for not being super prepared. I was in the middle of a move, so it was I couldn't even do my half-ass bullshit read to know it was even kind of know what's going on. Um, so apologies, but. Yeah, tough to tough to hear that that uh, those numbers those numbers are insane, but also just kind of not surprising. People are you know just like I said earlier, like history shows us anything. People are kind of savage, and and it, it's hard. Like you know, like I'm not even going to like I'm not trying to put myself on the fucking high horse or anything like that. Oh, I just swore. Um, you can <laughs> fucking swear. I could fucking swear. Yeah. That's right. Fuck, fuck that fucking guy. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that fucking guy. Anyways, yeah. So it's tough. And I'm not even trying to put myself on some amazing pedestal. Like, it's hard. Like I said earlier, like, sometimes you see things, you think it's not right. And it doesn't have to be the case of, you know, you should get in there and say something. You know, yeah, it's you know trivial. What I mean? like, you should just go and you should just mention it. But, you know, and a lot of teams, so what I've learned, even just in my my work, because I work in construction, that you know what, it's my job to say that if you're doing something unsafe, you should do it. And if that person tells you to fuck off, you go, you know what, man. And there, I have a few examples. So if this, so if they're like, if it's like a falling thing, like a like a fall protection type thing, I'll be like, hey, man, like maybe you should tie off. You're working at that edge. And he tells me to go fuck myself. You know what? Well, okay. You know what? Hey, I warned you. If you fall, my conscience is clear, whatever. But I've had incidents, incidents where incidents, incidents, incidences, incidents, incidences, incidences. That's a hard word to fucking say. Are you saying incidents or incidences? 
instances second one instances that's right instances yes yeah that's a hard word to say thank you pronunciation guy um (laughs) where if what they're doing blows up so for example i was working uh there is this guy he was he was pouring he was filling up his machine with gas and he had a fucking lit cigarette going not even kidding like not no (laughs) word of a lie and this is a site of like 400 people so if this blows up he's taken someone with him right what the fuck so i inter i told him like hey man what the fuck are you doing like you can't do this and he looked at me oh what i'm not allowed to smoke you one of those non-smokers blah, blah, blah. i'm like honestly man i care the fuck less if you blow up but <laughs> yeah. if you you're going to take some like your Id- idiocracy is going to kill someone else and that's not cool um, but that's also just from me learning through work, right? Like learning and becoming experienced. Um, yeah. So I've also have in- instances of fuck that word. That that's was right. right. That was right. I did it right. It didn't yeah, did feel it right. right. Fuck, it didn't feel right. Anyways, I've had instance, instances. Now it's in my head. <laughs> Damn it. Um, where I I didn't maybe do the right thing, or I could have done more, right? Because I didn't know. And like, you guys know me a long time. I'm not afraid to say stuff. Like I will speak my mind, but at the same time, you know, it sucks being wrong. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's not fun being wrong. And sometimes like, and it's, it's kind of like, like you got to put yourself in situations where if you feel like it's, so I guess my final thoughts are just to human, like to people, there's an announcement, maybe just, you know, people like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, okay, like the um, this is a while ago, but walking uh, when my fiance and I were looking at houses, we we're going to go view some spots. Um, there's this guy. He was kind of like harassing this girl. Like nothing. Like d- don't know the whole context, but you know, we kind of got out of the car, and it seemed like he was harassing her. Like he wasn't like beating her, like nothing like that. But he was. He seemed like he's being pretty aggressive. And I kind of looked at uh, future Mrs. Dragon and uh, was like, do we get involved here? And we kind of both looked at each other. We're like, well, we don't know the whole situation. So maybe we shouldn't. Then you, you ran him I mean? over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we fucking killed him. Um, so, yeah, you know, so, we, so what we did was, so we like, we I went all the way. <laughs> we just did it. So we followed him for a bit. We followed him kind of kept our eyes on it and then you know kind of dialed down and maybe they realized we were watching so we kind of fucked off but you know we kind of thought like man maybe we should have like hung out and watched because like we don't know so i guess just kind of like to human nature it's not surprising that people just accept authority like if you put a presence in front of people like people will crumble and will just do what they're told and it's sad in a way because, and I, and again, I'm not some amazing, like, not innocent, like, hey, I'm a, I'm an everyday grunt, just like the most people. So yeah, I hear um, you. It, it's hard. I, I guess my point is, like, it's hard and try to trying to get out of that common that that shell that that thinking like you know what my opinion does matter and I have that voice and I can do it. It's not easy. It's not easy, and you're gonna look stupid sometimes. You're gonna 
yeah. you know, you're going to maybe jump the gun, not have all the context. And that's fine. At least you can, I'd like, I guess I'd rather know. I'd re- it's easier to go to sleep knowing that you, in your mind, at least you tried to do the right thing, even if you fucked up, you know what I mean? Does that make kind of sense? Yes. To, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so it is tough hearing this, uh, the numbers of the experience uh, of this experiment, you'd like to think that uh, people are a little better. It's hard. It's hard to hear. Um, but also just maybe not as surprising just yeah. given, given, given history, history and, and all that stuff. So, and again, I'm not fucking sit. I, I don't know. I don't know where I would, I would fall. Like if, if you know what, Hey, like if I got pushed in the right direction, yeah. It definitely probably like watches just start setting up and like experience for each other see if we fail <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you guys did for me hey fuckers um well, that's that's a bad thing on our part like we failed we feel bad i know you guys are terrible friends that's my point fuckers. i didn't feel bad i feel bad i, I started i started at first principles and i worked my way up and i was fine with it <laughs> so Made the executive I don't know what, decision i don't know what envy's saying but i i thought about it and it was fine no one knows what we're talking about but that's cool that's okay that's okay um i can just finish off i i if you're if you're finished yeah yeah go ahead i feel like uh i just like this experiment a lot i think it's one of those simple experiments that had a uh unexpected outcome and i really like when that happens and you learn something about it and I think it revealed a side of human nature um, experimentally, which is important. It's, it's just important to have data like this and, you know, testing hypothesis or hypotheses and things like that. Um, I don't know, like this just, I just like this overall. I think basically everything you guys said, like, I don't, I don't even know if I need to, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Interesting. A, it's an interesting. It's an interesting experiment for sure. Keep shocking the dead guy. yeah like i think i don't know i just think here's a here's a kind of a different take a different thought basically every every one of us we're so just just think of where we live like in canada and like how we have heat we have you know oh you're hungry oh you can just use your phone and food shows up Oh, you like you need something? You just like go to the store and you get it, and it's fine. I'm probably going like, to do that after this podcast. Like, hey, I need. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I need water, and there's just like water right there. You're like, hey, I need to clean myself. You can just shower, and it's, it's hot. I can water just go wash my balls whenever I want to. Yeah, there's just like all these luxuries we have, and I think people like you have all these people who think they're so virtuous. Now they're just like, I don't know. I see it all the time all the fucking time where people are like, Oh, you know, you're, you're terrible. Like, you know, they, Honestly, they think they have all these problems, but you really fucking don't. What look it comes at down any fucking influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing is they think that they're these, this on this virtuous path, but it's like, Hey, we fucking turn off the fucking heat. We turn off the water. We turn off the electricity. I can put Pornhub on the Chromecast. No. How long, how long does it take? before you're turning into a monster that's in all of us if we're starving if we're if our life is threatened we're fucking monsters there's just for not having wi-fi you you take away wi-fi how long will you last but I'm, i'm being serious like if you take away the bare necessities that 
society has provided us because we have such a stable system through it's comfortable through it's trying comfortable. trial and error over thousands of years and the technological development science everything look at all the gifts we have and all it's around amazing us. you can't you, complain you take that away people are going to go crazy and these same people that are spouting all these virtuous yeah. um tropes and these virtuous what would you say they're almost memes at this point they're they're not what they think they are there's photos of people starving in the Ukraine, like when the Soviet Union imposed that famine on them, where they're literally selling human body parts for food. Do you understand how terrible that is? And the thing is, that person who's starving, who's selling these things to get food so he can support his family, you know, a year before that happened, you know, he never would have thought that he would have been in that situation. He never would have thought he would have been driven yeah. to do these terrible fucking things. And how did but he I'm get saying, those body parts? <laughs> well that's what i'm saying like everybody everybody likes to think they're this perfect fucking thing and it's like no we have dark shit we have dark shit in us and it helped us survive that's a part of your biology and fucking recognize it recognize the luxuries you have and just you know what i'm saying just but, be but, but, gratitude yeah. gratitude is missing absolutely and I don't know, I'm kind of ranting now, but well, no, like what you're <laughs> well, saying is 100% true. Like if you just look at like regular animals, like a regular animal, like, Hey, it's protecting its cub. It'll fight for its cub. If the cub gets killed, it'll fucking go on its way. Like it won't continue going after the person, but humans are so emotional and so tied emotionally to their things, their loved ones that they'll do unspeakable things for one person. But they that's will like, kill millions for one person. But that's like what we that's mentioned. Not, that's at the not beginning what I'm of, saying, though. That's not even no, what I'm saying. No, well, but maybe, uh, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> like would you, like would you steal to provide for your family? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, of course. So there you go. Yeah. You just admitted that you have. We all have this piece in us. None of us denied it. I don't think. No, <laughs> none of. I'm not saying. I'm just saying society okay. at large. They. <laughs> Well, it, we put ourselves on this pedestal that we're amazing people. No, but I'm, yeah, no, that's the thing. Like when it's shit not hits necessarily, the fan, it's not necessarily fan, a it's bad gonna... thing to have that, right? Like, hey, if you're doing it for a good it reason, you survive. It helped yeah, us of course. survive. No, I, so I, I, I'm in hundred percent. But I'm saying if you're, saying. if you're spouting virtue and you're spouting all yeah. these things and you don't recognize that this is a part of us and you're trying to like make, you're like, Oh, there's like this little thing that's terrible and it's so bad, but it's like, Hey, realize most of the world is still in poverty and like we are literally in the top 1% where we live. So like there's other people dying and they're getting like just absolutely fucked. And it's like, no one fucking cares. They just care about their little thing at their workplace. Or you know what I'm saying? Like they just, like, oh, just and it's like, yeah. if you're truly a virtuous person, take care of like, there's so much worse shit happening. What are we doing? Yeah, go to well, fucking honestly, even third world country and build schools and houses and shit. Like, uh, I didn't catch either of you. <laughs> I was like, uh, for some of those people, like go to third world countries, build fucking water, See, well, build you would, houses. You would have a better understanding because you've you've been to these areas and like I'm I'm honestly detached from it. But like I said, I think about these things and like before, I don't know. I just. Well, like it, it's making in those areas, like, yes, yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of beggars. Like 
I don't go there. I don't build schools, but when I do have money to give and I'm walking past them, no, but you're money. not spouting that you're this virtuous person. And oh like, no, there's all these, no. Like, you're not like, that's what I'm saying. I just admitted I would like do stupid shit. That's what I'm saying. My own family. So like, that's you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, you see it with even our society right now, how many people are bitching and complaining about having to wear a mask. And it's, it's not yeah. even that, it's not a major inconvenience. Or like, <laughs> you get those people who are like, oh, defund the police. We don't like, fuck the police. Like, there you, you go. You fucking idiot. As there soon as something go. would happen, you'd be the first person to call the fucking cops. Like, yeah. That's, shut the see, hell that's up. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Like, okay, I understand imposing restrictions on police, maybe retraining them to handle situations better, but fucking defunding them to have no police? Like, the fucking crime lords of every city, they're just like, fuck yeah, do it oh, up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right here. There's yeah. With that though, with that one, envy. You got to take that one because there's certain people who, when they say defund the police, they're meeting like, okay, let's regulate their funds a little. Like they're not like, let's put the funds somewhere else. No, no. That's what I mentioned. I I understand restrictions. So like financial restrictions, uh, training and stuff. I understand that 100. percent But there's there's people out there who are like straight up abolish. Yeah, that's the word. So those people, like those influencers and shit, they're like, yeah. Like fuck, we don't need this police. Like, hey, you have a fucking luxurious life. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. There's people who are like living in like in fear every day because of crime on their streets. Like, they need the police. And if someone would happen to your house, like if someone broke into your fucking house, stole like one of your I don't know fucking vases or something, like PlayStation. Yeah, maybe the fucking first people call the cops. They're like, oh my god, like fucking said someone. Like, yeah, like fuck. I do agree. Craziness. It's a crazy, crazy world. But we're seeing it. Like we're. We're, we're seeing, seeing we're seeing the divide in society. It's coming to light. That's what I'm more. saying. When the time comes, and uh, know hey, your morals, critically think, know what's buy, real, what's fake. Buy a gun, and buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Protect yourself. I guess uh, on that note, Burka, we should uh, head yeah, to the sponsors. Let's let's get into that. Uh, first and foremost, let's thank Sidestepping the Sun, a Canadian rock band that made the intro and outro music to the podcast. Um, as always, shout out to our fucking dank unofficial sponsor still, El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Habanero based, spicy, good shit. It's better than all that ketchup stuff you can get out there. Um, I want to say, listeners, help us. Tag us in El Yucateco, their Instagram. Show them that we are spouting them out. That would be super appreciated um, because it's a good fucking hot sauce. Also, let us know if you fucking tried on anything. <laughs> What's that? Craft yeah. dinner for me. Fucking delicious. That's actually, that's really good. I've actually Did you done try that. It? Since we ended the fitness challenge, yeah, I got fucking craft yeah, dinner. I threw it's the good, hey? red in. It's really good. Fuck uh, yeah, it's great. Well, because, you know, you put, you put like the milk and the cheese in it and stuff, and it like kind of dies it down. Uh, like, it's just a good. Mm. Yeah, well, I use, but I use uh, butter, but yeah, I don't do milk, but butter. Oh, there you butter, go. Yeah, same thing. Um, and then uh, I also put a can of tuna in there Ooh. because, you know, a little protein. Just get those gains while I get fat and <laughs> as well. But uh, um, also, please do check out Ray Conspiracy Wine. Is the official wine of this sort of podcast. I actually, I had some before we started the podcast. Nice. Right when I got nice. home. Additionally, though, hey, if you do try out some of those El Yucateco dishes, you can let us know on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. 
Yeah, let us know what send, you throw it send on. Send us a fucking photo of uh, some El Yucateco and what you put it on. That'd or be throw so us a, dank. Like, throw us a yeah, video. Toss it on the gram, people. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Or the tick. But hey, top. if you would like to continue to support us, on please. No, we're not on TikTok, but we should be. How do you I don't know how to do it. How do you TikTok? I don't know what that is. I don't is. know. I just see, every time I see it, it says a bunch of hot girls doing these weird things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, sh- we should be on there. I don't know how to do it, though. I'm too dumb. Just to watch the hot girls. Yeah, um, additionally, <laughs> please follow us on Patreon. If you can... If you like, subscribe, comment, hey, we're very thankful. You're awesome. Like, we appreciate that. If you want to go a step further, you can support us on Patreon, where you get exclusive episodes never before heard, exclusively for for our Patreons. You also get early access to all our main episodes and our post words two days early before anyone else gets to hear them. So you'll have the inside scoop. Um. You're correct. If you cannot afford that, please buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. Magnum and Dragon would greatly appreciate the caffeine boost. Always yes. need a caffeine boost. Always. <laughs> I grind my own coffee too, so I think I've mentioned before. Fucking, I'm not going to go buy Starbucks. I'm going to go buy some fucking beans. I'm going to have like... See where we're at, people? We coffees. have to we have to grind our own coffee beans because no one's well, no. Like, this is craziness. <laughs> I will we do this nice for cap. you. Listen, one <laughs> you buy me one coffee, I'm gonna get 30 coffees out of it. That's 30 episodes of coffee. It's a fucking bargain, people. Come on. Look at that. I guess, yeah. You know, reach out, let us know. If you have any comments, questions, or just let us know your thoughts on the Milgram experiments. Do you think you're virtuous enough to pass them if you were in the same situation? No. Let us know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> the what say says, you? What say you? Yeah, probably I not. But. <laughs> yeah, but probably not. Yeah, and I mean, the word of mouth, all the positive feedback we've been getting, it's super appreciated. Um, we've had some people leave reviews and stuff and, and send us comments. That's really nice to know that the audience is, is being built. Super appreciative of all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I not, guess, I'm not pressuring uh, anybody to do Patreon or buymeacoffee.com, but the word of mouth and stuff like that, that's super appreciative. Absolutely. On that note, nice too. Slap that <laughs> ass and, and ride, ride the, the wave. wave.